Are we live? We're finally live. People deluded. I'm back again. Thank you very much for joining me each and every time. Welcome back, Twitch gang. Shout out to the Twitch gang. Shout out to the Spotify and Apple users. DG podcast time, people, where we do it live on Twitch and then it goes out via MP3. And even them freeloading YouTube guys are going to get it. Obviously, not too much hate on YouTube because that's what built me. On the topic of YouTube, people, I'm going to be live on YouTube at 11.30. Gabriel has been called up to the Brazilian team. Emil Smith-Rowe has done what Callum hudson Adoy is failing to do. If Matisse is listening, big up Matisse and being called up to the England national team. I can't lie, it is on a technicality but whisper it, who cares? And any other bits and pieces Arsenal-related, we'll get into that. Now, you know, the managerial races where Norwich is is is, is concerned seems to be hotting up. You know, Norwich, Villa, Xavi's been unveiled, Pogba's injured, safe standing, uh, a couple other ones and twos and bits and pieces, people. So I don't know how far we're going to go. We'll obviously see if there's any transfer news. Get any opinions, questions, talking points and the rest of it that you have, people, in into the comments as well. If you've got any, appreciate you. Look, I hope with it being Tuesday, you're all doing well and safe as, as usual. You know, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and, of course, good night. Second day of the week, go and attack, attack your goals aggressively, people, and go and move closer to your goals, hopes, dreams and aspirations. As I always say, doesn't matter how many goals you've got in life. If you haven't got your health, it's a myth, in it? So um, anyone listening and their loved ones, hope you've all got your mental health, spiritual health, evidently physical health and any other denominations of it. In relation to myself, a bit tired today. I woke up a bit tired today, you know, car. I was up late last night putting together some things to speak about. So I'm a bit tired, but pressure's a privilege. It is cool. Um, bit happier as well because you lot big up you lot that on my FP my football manager um live streams um, and obviously happy FM day it's the 9th of November I know we've been playing the beta for two weeks now but with it being that again 4 p.m just like yesterday I'll be live again we're only in pre-season so we've got a lot to cover and get through but we will crack through that sort of stuff and everyone that was here yesterday you saw the FA Cup victory and it is mad entertainment value but yeah man I hope everyone's doing well and safe um Hope everyone's in good spirits and things like that, man. Now, I don't say that Hudson Adoy is clear. I mean, getting the England squad then, in it? You know, all the potential, 100 bags a week, buying Munich, do something. It's a joke, man. Don't cry. But yeah, who were they calling the Oxtail Oily? Couldn't be the people's champ, DG. Come on, you know, did you? You know, shout out to everyone that's rocking with the FPL team. And on a serious note, appreciative to, you know, Josh, Razzle, Big South, Life on Planet X, P Mav, Ninja, all you lot that I look, Ash. You know, all of you that are locked, even the Nightbot, man, Benty, all of you that are locked in, man, you know, I appreciate you lot. You lot keep this community going, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Twitch and whatever. Yeah, bro, I know he's focused on this Chelsea career. Ninja is banter. It's a joke. We can't have banter again. I know football is serious, but relax, man. Callum's a good player. It's just a banter. It's just a joke, man. Relax, relax, cool off, man. Please call off. But yeah, carrying on with what we're here for as well, people. I see one question there before we crack on. Let me get into that. Big up everyone in the chat once again, Ace Boogs. Smith Rowe definitely deserves his England call. Um, anyways, though, here we have Dusan Vlahovic. 
sorry people i'm still here obviously i forgot to turn on a, a light so you should well if you paid attention there you would have seen a flicker go on there and the the fans gone on um hello there dg what's your thoughts on arsenal potentially moving for dusan vahovic now first things first we need a striker we tried to grab a striker last season whether it's true or not it did look like we were trying to get latoro martinez so with that being said we must have been looking at strikers all over europe and specifically in in, in italy sorry so yeah if you're going to watch latoro martinez you must have looked at Vlahovic. What I like about Vlahovic is the profile. You know, he's, he, he fits in with what we're trying to do. He's 21. Even though he don't look it, he's 21. He's got... um. He's got potential to, to to develop and all those sort of things. He scores a lot of goals. He had a big season last year and he's picked up where he's left off. Where I think it's a no-brainer because he seems like he wants Juventus or a more reputable club. So it just seems like whether there must, might be a degree of interest in Arsenal, but it just fit, um at Arsenal, sorry, but it just feels like we're a bit similar to Locatelli and a couple of others. Our name is just being used to drum up interest with with him. Obviously, his agent wants to sell him to the highest bidder. Juventus need to sell before they can buy it and probably do a loan with an obligation. So you can see why that's being said. I think Arsenal are just being taken around round the houses personally with that. And it's a, it's a non-story. I don't think... I wouldn't say Arsenal haven't been interested, but I just think it's a myth. They're not... Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's nothing. And I definitely don't think we're spending 80 million euros. Fair enough. That's... How much is that in pounds? I don't know. But I can't see us doing it, especially when priorities lie elsewhere in the middle of the park. So I can't really see that happening. My man said, looking fresh, DG. I appreciate that. I don't feel so. It's early in the morning. I've been taking eye drops because i got something there. You know, hair's not cut. Unfortunately, my barber got stabbed. It's mad, didn't it? I know I'll get well soon, Chris. So I can't even cut my hair again. I'm loyal to the soil with my barbers. You know, I can't lie, though. Anyone's got a, a barber that can, you know, got a CV, shout me in it. So I'm not feeling fresh, definitely not. But I appreciate that, man. I really do. Um, away from all of that, though, let's get into what, what the talking points consist of. Now, first thing I want to speak about is probably something a lot of fans want to see. Apparently, safe standing. Manchester clubs, so obviously that's City and United, Chelsea, Tottenham and Cardiff are to take part in a trial from January the 1st, 2022. Now, it was before my time, but obviously everybody who knows about tragedies in football, you know, unfortunately, a number of individuals, supporters, stewards, you know, they lost their lives where Hillsborough is, is concerned. And I think, you know, for me anyways, it is very, I, I always find it a bit touchy when you see, you know, it's not the same, but I think, you know, you saw something to do with the Astro World concert. You see, uh, is it Arena Grande in Manchester? It's completely different. You know, I understand that and my heart bleeds for all the victims, however they've gone, but I, it always touches my heart that, when you hear about tragedies where people have gone off, like, you know, to football games, like, you know, you don't know, you, no one's life deserves to end at a football game or a concert or something. You don't know that's going to happen, innit? You're leaving, you're bubbling, you're buzzing. I'm going to go see this artist. I'm going to go see this footballer. And then these things happen. So I, as long as it's done in the right way, you know, it's done in a safe way, no one can get hurt and things and lose their life, then I'm all for it. Because obviously I like to stand at games. Anyone that goes Sunday league, I like to stand at games. I know Arsenal's not there, but I actually think if Arsenal had the standing section at the Emirates, that would help us a lot. Take nothing away from Arsenal at home. The atmosphere is crazy. You know, I wasn't there, but you speak to anyone that was at the North London derby, Arsenal away, the support numbers are always great and you've seen that. But I do and but I do think over a 38 game period in the Emirates, it can be quiet. It can be quite boring. It can be like 
Certain people, certain man might be. I've seen people look at a man for chanting like he's a madman, like he's smoking crack in front of them. So I think the safe standing, it will get not the I don't want to say the real G's and whatnot, but it will get the madman landed up, lined up there. And then obviously that can get some atmosphere going and that can get atmosphere going elsewhere. And obviously it's all about tailoring your experience. If you can want to stand up, let the man stand up, but it's got to be done in a in the in the right way. As I said, Man United, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea and Cardiff are to take part in the safe standing trial, which has been organised by the ground, the Sports Ground Safety Authority um, until the end of the season. All Zeta stadiums have been compulsory in, two, in, top two, in the top two tiers since the start of the 94-95 season, people. Make sure you're following and subscribing. Um, so, yeah, their applications in relation to a trial has been approved. So we'll see what happens where that's concerned, people. And hopefully it's positivity, really and truly. Um, um, if you're looking at managerial news, Eddie Howe has been confirmed as the Newcastle boss. I'd love to know you lot's opinions. My opinions on Eddie Howe being officially um, becoming a Newcastle boss is... I can't begrudge him for taking this, taking the job. It's a Premier League job. It's a big club like Newcastle. He's probably itching to return to football. This is a man that's turned down another big job in Celtic. So he's clearly taking his time. I, I would say while I admire him and stuff like that, and for me, on the face of it, it can go well because he's got Portsmouth. Man said Portsmouth. He got Bournemouth through the divisions. He's shown he can he, he can work with that. But what I would say with Newcastle, I know they've got new owners, but what's the sporting director? What's the scouting team? What's the coaching staff? Excluding his coaching staff, what's the what's the back? What's the framework of the club looking like? Has that been revamped? If that's not revamped, then it's gonna be a myth. Obviously. There's gonna when you get past the euphoria of billion pound owners most expensive and you look at the practicalities, there's gonna be teething problems. And him being the first manager, he's probably gonna bear the blunt of them, you know. So you might not be helped. Also, on that as well, you know, with respect to Eddie Howe, and he's a good manager in his own right, and he can make it good. He weren't first choice, it was Una Emery. They wanted to pay five, six, seven million to Villarreal. He said no. So you're always kind of going to be, if it goes well, it goes well. And people say it's a bullet dodged. But I do think people will look at Eddie Howe and say, do you know what? Yeah, that's why any, anything that goes wrong, that's why we wanted Emery. That's why we wanted Emery. That's why we wanted Emery. So he, he, I don't think he's going to be helped in that regards. And that's something that might harm, that might harm Eddie Howe. Also on that as well, you know, yeah, you're going to, they need to spend money in January, not recklessly, but buying the right players, staying in the division, you know. I do. I don't want to. I want Newcastle to stay up. So I don't want to say going down is the right thing, but going down probably forces you to reset things and put long structural changes that can obviously, when you if you got promoted the following season, could stay. But at the end of the day, it's staying in the league. Now Eddie Howe, he's shown he can keep people up. He's also been relegated as well. And with respect to the Newcastle squad, I know he's going to be giving people to sign in January. That's assuming they're the right players. For one, this is a man that at, at, during his time at, Bour at Bournemouth, his most expensive signing was Jordan Ibe, you know, and he got Solanke, who you're seeing him do things now in the Championship. But at the time, it was a bit of a myth. So his spending isn't always the best. Um, and they're going to need players because, again, they need to stay in the division and he will be backed in January. And I agree with that. But at the same, but at the same time... Um, you know, you might, but you need to get you need to get forty points. They might be out of a, out of any relegation battle come 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 January. It might be too late in January because, as I said yesterday, I think New Norwich, sorry, are shooing to go down. I'll stand behind that. I will issue an apology if Norwich stay up. I think it's a myth. I think for months, a week, sorry, I've been saying 
they look like the team. They're the only one gone. Like I've said, from 13th to 20th, it's, it's an open derby sort of thing. I think they're the only team I could say is gone. But what does it make sense for me to say that about them and not Newcastle if they're ahead of Newcastle? Look, think about how poor Norwich have been. They've got their first win in November, right? They moved ahead of Newcastle. So that's the reality. And then obviously, Eddie Howe, you might get another relegation on your CV. It might be good because maybe... You know, if I'm honest, again, you have to show certain things, but maybe relegation won't be the make or break. Um, you know, won't be won't be the make won't be the make or break um for his for for his role. Maybe they've said, you know, getting relegated, provided you're showing football, provided you're showing a lot of things, you might get to stay in the division and do your thing. But yeah, man, I don't know for Eddie Howe at Newcastle. I just think I don't really rate the playing standard. Like with respectfully, and I know Arsenal finished eighth, yeah. Um, and I know Arsenal finished eighth. But how many players, if you're an Arsenal fan, United fan, and you know what, it's not even about doing all of that yet. If you're just a fan of another club, truthfully in your heart, how many players are you taking off Newcastle? In your heart, you know, I would say St. Maximum, he's not the finished article, but I'd say him. You know, as an Arsenal man, I might say Joe Willett, but I'm not going to bite your arm off for Joe Willett. Joe Willett could easily stay there. I would say two players off the top of my head. I don't think LaSalle's is levels. I don't think Richie is levels. You know, the Brad Carr, he puts in a shift and makes some saves here and there, but he's not levels. Um, you know, the whole squad, Joe Linton, the whole squad, very, very few. And I might be, to be fair, I might be missing a couple, but very few Newcastle players look like Premier League footballers and they don't look like they've got the mentality. I'm not saying this to slag them off or anything. I'm just looking at the realities and the practicalities of his job and in staying in the division. Um, apparently, Norwich have had Dean Smith, Roberto Martinez and Stephen Gerrard. I'm sorry, Frank Lampard. Gerrard's been linked with Villa um, and Frank Lampard on a shortlist. Now, apparently, it's been whittled down to two where it's now said they're experienced but forward thinking. Now, you can obviously say to a degree Frank Lampard is forward, is, is experienced. He's been at Derby now and he's had a year at Chelsea, but it, I wouldn't call that experience. I think it must be between the names linked in Martinez and Dean Smith. I don't know if it makes sense going to going to Norwich, similar um, similar to Newcastle, because it seems like a job where you're gonna go you're gonna go down. You know, for Lampard, if Lampard is yeah Jamal Lewis, but you get me, you this is yeah I'll take Jamal Lewis, Jamal Lewis. But we had to scratch our heads and think of that. So what? That's Sam Maximin and Joel Joel and, and and Jamal Lewis potentially potentially thingy as well. Joe Willock, but again, the Joe Willock one's forced. It's just a hey, Lenting. I'm just forcing that. So probably just them two. I would have taken Jamal Lewis if Tavares weren't here. I think Saint Maximin's a Premier League footballer. I think man gas him a lot, but you get it. So that's that. But in relation to Norwich and Lampard, I think the only good thing he could probably do is is get Billy Gilmore playing, and it could be one to galvanise because it's, it's Frank Lampard at the end of the day. But I don't think that's the right signing for Norwich. Um, you know, where's Sam Allardyce? Really, you know, that's that's where I'll be looking at. Um, Aston Villa, I don't know how far they're going, but it seems like Steven Gerrard's on the shortlist. Um, whether he wants to take the position or not is clearly at his discretion. Uh, Tino is saying, Willock stands where, where you at, bro. He's... Willock's not bad, but you could see it was not sustainable. It was not sustainable. What Joe Willock was doing on loan, it was not sustainable. And right now, it's looking like the Arsenal did the right thing. We played him into form and then got away. If you're a West Ham fan, you might want to look away because apparently Ogbonna, the West Ham defender, has sustained an ACL injury in the win over Liverpool, which is mad. I thought he suffered his thingy, man. I thought he thingy. I thought he thingy. I, th I think I thought he thingy. Um, he, he, he bust his eye or something, but clearly not. Um, so yeah, apparently he'll see a specialist. People, 
you know, we need to remember Van Dyke had this and returned after nine months. Um, James Justin got injured in February and he's still looking like he's not playing. So they, there can really be no time scale. It, it, you know, he's, he's, it's, his, it's his right knee. And apparently West Ham United's head of medical said after being substituted following a separate incident that led to him suffering a cut above the eye, Angelo felt some discomfort in his right knee, so we we scanned him to an, a certain extent of the injury. The scanner showed up some damage to the anterior cruciate ligament, and we have began his rehabilitation immediately. Angelo will see another specialist this week, and we will then have a clearer picture around his timeline of recovery. So, as you don't know, ACL injuries can vary, and just because you're fit doesn't mean you're going to be at your best, really and truly. So, it is what it is, man, um, in that regards. So yeah, man, that's 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 quite unfortunate, really and truly. You never want to hear somebody's injured, especially in that West Ham job right now. Nobody wants to lose their role. Allegedly, Paul Pogba is out with an injury. People, he's out of France's World Cup qualifiers with an injury. I'm sure we all saw the video. He appeared. It looked like there were shooting drills, and he shot, and then he's pulled up. And obviously, he still remains out for Man United, anyways, because of his red card and that. But it's looking mad, people really and truly. And apparently he was seen leaving Monday's training session with the team doctor. Um, Paul Pogba is forced to withdraw from France's next two games at the Parc de France, um, Parc de Prince against Kazakhstan and against Finland, which has been said by the French FA. Jordan Verholtz, I forget, I can't even say his name, but the AS Roma guy has been called up in his place, people, which is unfortunate. Hopefully it's not a serious injury for Paul Pogba, but it is what it is where that's concerned. Once again, Newcastle have appointed Eddie Howe. Norwich's shortlist consists of... Well, Hassan Hutu's still on there. I wouldn't leave Southampton to go there personally, but I can see why you would, if you would, and if you could do that. But it is what it is, man. Away from that. Sorry, people. I'm just trying to work. I'm just trying to work through my my, my Google Doc sheet. It makes it a bit easier for me to, to look at this, people. Um make some timestamps. Newcastle did it. Eddie Howe confirmed the Newcastle did it. Bonner injury did it. Sorry, folks. I'm just making sure, you know, because again, I, no one don't care about you like me, people. You know, just making sure when you lot watch this on the reruns, especially you lot on YouTube, you can evidently see that there's timestamps because I recognise not everyone has the hour or 45 minutes to watch the whole thing. So if you can just, you know, go and come back, go and come back, go and come back. It is, it is what it is there really and truly. Um, Carrying on with this as well, Xavi, who, you know, Xavi, it's interesting. Xavi, actually, before I talk about, you know, as you not know, Xavi was unveiled as the Barcelona manager officially. Whether it's going to be a success, I hope it is because I like Xavi, but I don't actually know people, you know. Actually, he, he said he was going to be going off the culture of Brazil and that people. Um, if I look at it, he said, Xavi has revealed that he was in discussions to become the head coach of Brazil after the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, but decided against taking the role because he wanted to return to Barcelona. There were conversations with the Brazilian FA. We spoke about joining Titi staff, being an assistant and then taking over after the next World Cup. But my priority was always to return to Barca as a coach, people. And he also said, I'm excited Returning home at a difficult moment, financially in football, it's not the best moment, but the motivation, passion, excitement of the fans will bring us back to the top. Need a bit more than euphoria, but you do need to galvanise each other and that could be something. We cannot let the fans down. We must 
we must have effort, sacrifice and work hard. We have to communicate to the players that we are Barcelona and we have to give everything. I am coming with a very clear idea, which has worked very well at El Saad. So let's see what's going on there, people. As To quickly go back as well, apparently Norwich City have narrowed down their managerial search to two final candidates. They are believed to be experienced, but modern forward-thinking coaches, people. So that probably rules out Frank Lampard, um, in, in my opinion. So it is what it is. But on the topic of Xavi, as you know, he was unveiled. Again, we're going to have to see what he's on. I'm going to read through what Sky Sports is saying in relation to him. You know, and you could see him shed a tear and things. He said, thank you. He said, it, he said, I don't want to get emotional, but I feel goosebumps. This is the biggest club in the world and I'm going to work hard to reach your expectations. Barcelona, I wish it was Arsenal, can't accept to draw defeat. We have to win all games. You're not going to do that, are you? I come prepared. My DNA didn't change. We need to take charge, have the ball, create opportunities, be intense. We have a mission to rescue many things that were lost. You can't do it alone, Xavi, really and truly. You sit 11 points adrift off, off Real Sociedad and 10 points behind Real Madrid, currently sitting ninth. And I'm sure he saw up close, they were 3-0 up against Celta Vigo. The game ended 3-3. Free, free. So there's a lot of things that need to change and it's not going to happen in one night. And again, they do need to be galvanised and he reflects what Barcelona is about. So I hope it works. But when you get past beyond that new managerial bounce, Something needs to be brought to the table. We have to start with new rules that are going to be strict. It's not a matter of being tough. It's about having norms. When we had norms in the locker room, things were good. When we didn't, it went bad. So we have to have order being professional. It's a medium to long-term project, but we need to work really hard to find results. The expectation and demand will be the highest. No excuses will be made or accepted, says Xavi. Um, Look away, Manchester United fans. Apparently, there's no plans to replace Manchester United manager despite his defeat to City. Now, personally, I think it's the right time to get rid of him. But I'd have to say United probably don't want to spend the money getting rid of him, don't want to bring spend the money paying off his coaching staff and bringing in new ones. And they must not be another target, really and truly, man. Really and truly. It's not making sense. You know, I would have thought the international break would have been the perfect time to clip him because you've got time for a new manager to get in, have a little bit of time to work with the boys without immediately thinking about a game on the weekend. And, you know, the fans don't believe in him. People in the boardroom do and don't believe in him. You've lost some of the players as well. But, yeah, it doesn't look like he'll be sacked. A number of United players have reservations about whether Solskjaer is the right man to turn things around. The squad are understood to want Solskjaer to succeed given his status as the next player. But the two recent losses have led to some being concerned about the tactics being deployed. And I think other people would say the same people. Um, he said he's not on borrowed time. He said after the game that, you know, he said after the game, he said, no, I don't start to feel like that. I have good communication all the time with the club. That's very upfront and honest about the situation. I'm sure when we come back, the players will be fresh in their minds from the internationals. And of course, the demands on the players on me are going to be high. We've just got to get back to what we started to look like and what we were, were for a while. We've got the players to do that. We've been through this a few times. I'd say, I hear you, Oli, but I think you've bordered on uncharted territory now. Since the last game we played here, it's been a very difficult period and we've gone away from what we used to be. We need to be on the front foot more. I can't look at myself and say, this is what I want United to play. Like, this is all you, Oli, though, because you're crippling your players, really and truly. You are crippling your players to the point where you don't think you're on borrowed time. I can't see how it gets better for Jaden Sancho. And I feel um, under you. And I don't think anybody should be writing off Jaden Sancho after six months. I think he will be back. But I'm sure you all saw in the athletic people how it was talking about, you know, how he was ill, more ill than the, than the papers made out. Talked about how there's a willingness... Um, 
you know, how there's a willingness to improve. He's applying himself. He's very attentive. So things will fall into place, people. We all know he had anonymous displays against Southampton. He, he come on recently and done well, but against Southampton, Wolves and Leicester, he ain't done nothing, people. He's barely played, but in the Premier League, he has created eight chances and had three shots, ranking him joint 92nd and joint 224th out of all the players this campaign. Adjusted for per 90 minutes, Sancho rises to 34 for chances created with 1.83. For Dortmund, he scored 50 times and registered 64 assists in 1-3-4 games, people. And whatnot, people. And, and obviously, there's the Oli tax that needs to be applied and all of these sort of things. Uh, apparently, people, you know, you know, he's 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 been training as a fullback at times. Such defensive due diligence has there's concerns over Wambasaka has the potential to see Sancho used in a in a new role. Should Oli continue to use the three four one two system? Coaches have tried Sancho as a wingback in recent sessions. You know, they're trying to make him Max Aaron's in recent weeks. And with Wambasaka's attacking ability in question, Wambasaka's defensive ability and attacking ability, you know, he's not a bad player. Just unless a coach is going to get really hands on with Wambasaka and a number of those players, I don't think Wambasaka is cut up to task really and truly. So I can understand why Lowski might get an opportunity. Um. So, yeah, man, it's not looking good for Sancho. I think he'll come free. You can't judge a 21-year-old on his first six months in, the, in adapting to what more, might as well be a new country from a footballing point of view. I enjoy the bants and that, you know, getting at United fans. But Jaden Sancho will be back really and truly, man. Really and truly, man. You can't play possession-based football high line with Maguire in the team. Oli so average. You can, but as you said... If it goes tits up or they start counter-attacking, you're in, you're in trouble. And, you know, I know he Maguire was bought for 80 million and whatnot, but evidently they're taking the piss. Like, he's dropping clangers. Like, Shaw's forgot himself. Maguire is dropping clangers. And I don't know how they get out of that one because he spent too much money to be dropping, man. But I can't believe Oli renewed his contract three years this summer. To be fair... I agree with you, but you've you got to remember he got second and got to a Europa League final. I know, you know, people can say maybe that's a false position, but he did earn it. So that's probably why, really. Did you see Xavi's quotes, DG, on the English media gassing up English players? No, but he gasses up a lot of players, really. We know the media chats a lot of stuff, but so does Xavi, man. I don't really like the way Xavi's been a pundit and been speaking about players, particularly players of a certain thing, man. You don't need to play a high line. You can play a mid-block like Chelsea. But you wouldn't say Chelsea's line isn't high. You know, when Rüdiger's um, what's it, galloping forward, when Trevor Chalobah's high and wide on the right-hand side of a centre-half, I think Chelsea's got a high line. I think a buy, a buy, I need to put the charger in. Sorry, people. A byproduct of playing possession-based football typically is going to be a high line. If you don't, look at Liverpool. You know, if you don't, you're going to get picked apart. There's going to be problems in that regards. Is the charger working every day? We're going through this. No, it's not. So, yeah. It's a bit of a brazy one and a political one where that's concerned, folks. Really? Are you going to just work? Well, no, I ain't found, found this wallet, you know. Because if you die, we're in problem. You're going to work. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. One
Sorry, folks. Just putting in the. I don't know if you could hear it because it was muted, but you know when you put the the Mac charger in and it goes whoop. You know, you know when you slip it in, he's like, and you hear I go. That's that's what it. That's that. That was music to my ears right now. But I don't know because I went. I think I, I I went out. But as I was saying, I think a byproduct of the game is you know. You've got to play thingy, man. You, you, you've got you've got to play a high line, or you're gonna to have to be high line, or there's gonna be gaps. If you drop your line back, but you're playing defense possession-based football, and let's say your midfield and your attackers are there, literally look at them. There's a gap in your in your midfield, there's a gap, and obviously that's not it's not healthy. Playing a possession-based football, you have to be able to play a high line, but you've got to um be sensible. I do believe they need a wing back since Wambasak will be in court due to his recent driving offenses, right? I have no doubt that Mr. Deluded would get more of a Sancho. I would, bro. Listen, he's a London guy, isn't he? He's from South. Oh, listen, I'd get a lot out of Jaden because I listen. I don't listen. It's no. It's it's, a, it's unfortunate that Jaden Sancho plays for United, but he's one of my favorite players in recent years. I like what he was doing for England at youth level. I like how he used to play for City's academy. We all saw what he did at Dortmund. You don't lose that quality overnight. I think people really underestimate, yeah. How difficult it is to play Premier League football. There's a lot of things Sancho clearly needs to do better off his own back. That there's no excuses. But people forget the intent. Respectfully to the German league, the league he came through, things are done faster here. You don't get much time here. You need to think. And, you know, you can have all of them trippy, trippy, tappy, tappy stuff in Germany. Here, you can still do it, but you need to earn the right to do it respectfully. I do think he's the, the pace of the game is a bit of a culture shock. I do think the stuff around the Euros, there's a hangover that everybody had and there's many different fallouts. I do think there's an Oli tax. I do think a lot of things, you know, really and truly. But I, And I think mentally, people underestimate. But my man's joining Man United, you know, at 20 odd years of age. You know, I think people really underestimate the level of scrutiny, really and truly. So, I think Sancho will come good, but right now I'm enjoying the bench. They're acting like the lot is invisible. Milan, Dortmund and Madrid wanted him. You know, they have been bringing him off the bench, but maybe in his heart, Solskjaer don't rate. Like, you hit, you heard they wanted to bring in Trippier, and obviously that didn't happen, so they didn't let the lot go to one of these teams that they, you've been linked with. So it's a bit of a madness, really. DG, who is who was the best signing for Arsenal so far? Obviously, I assume you're talking about now. It all depends, man, because if you asked me... It all depends when you ask me, because at some point I would have said Lokonga. I would have said uh I would have said Lokonga at a point. I would have said Tomiyasu. I would have and I'll, I'll probably give it to Ramsdale. You know, I don't quite think it's Ben White. I'd probably say Ramsdale because Ramsdale obviously a lot of it's probably overcompensating, but I think he's been a good keeper, he's been a reliable keeper, he's helped you know, blend into the back five unit that we've had. And I think he, out of all the expectations, excluding Ben White, I, I, I think people were kind of like, oh, what's going on there? I think with Lokonga, no one really knew him like that. It's a young G. We needed a midfielder. It's cool. Tomiyasu, all right, cool. You're not going to, you know, set the world on fire, but you're a decent player. For me, at a point, I was screaming Lokonga, but I think that one there's left him. I would probably say... You know, Tavares has had his little bits and pieces. I wouldn't say he, he's shown that he can come in and stuff. I wouldn't say he's been the best, but they've all, you know, it's a good positive debate. I would probably say in terms of competence, Ramsdale, because I, I don't want to do Leno dirty. I think when Leno actually got dropped, he didn't deserve to be dropped, but he did concede five goals or so. So I'd probably say Ramsdale because 
you know, I wasn't against him, but, I, you know, I didn't think you could play, play with your feet like that and all the rest of it. So I would say probably Ramsdale. Second for me, Tomiyasu. I know there's a lot he needs to improve going backwards, going forward, sorry. But it's nice to, backwards, it's nice to have a defender that just does his job. Like, we can talk about improvement, but at least we can look at him. Bellerin didn't do nothing well, you know. You're not good 1v1. You can't win nothing in the air, you know. You've... You used to look like another winger bombing down the right flank. He didn't say much. He weren't doing much. So I, I would say Ramsdale probably for me. Yeah, man, I would say Ram. If I had to rank them so far, I'd probably say Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, Ramsdale, Tomiyasu. For me, I would say Lokonga, you know. But I would, I, I give it Gabriel. I give it Ben White through the same logic of you know him and Gabriel have a good partnership. So for me, it's probably Lokonga. But I would say Ben White. Then I'd say Lokonga. And due to the sample size, Tavares. But they've all added something, and you know it's been time will tell in it. But um, time will tell. But it's nice to have this debate because we've gone from speaking about oh we Arsenal spent a hundred odd million and you don't know how they've got better and this that and the third and you know we look half decent now or they look half. Don't get twisted. There's a lot of question marks. I feel the Congo's got a lot to work on sometimes, especially when it's the game management side of the game. I think he goes to sleep a lot. Tommy Yasu. Again, I like to judge a player. Listen, he you can see a man's not on it. I'm not asking him to be a Japanese Dani Alves, as I say, but he needs to help a bit more going forward. And I think at times we're going to sit here and say the, his lack of overlapping is going to harm us, but it's all right. Jury's still out on Tavares because we're still learning about him. But every game he's played like properly, like starting, he's shown that he's got an option and they've done their thing. Ben White probably has a, has a debate to be the best player on the pitch in, in the last game. Slash man of the match was involved in the goal. Still waiting to see a bit more, but according to the price tag, but he's doing his thing. It's a it's a good it's a good debate to have, really and truly. But I'd give it Ramsdale personally. Interesting one. Keep that sort of stuff coming, people. Great question. Best signing so far for you. I'm gonna put that there. Love my guy. You just that's our second timestamp, man. You know. Appreciate that. And one love to everybody that's following and that. Make sure you're you're here at 11.30. I say here, you can be back on Twitch at 4pm. I'll be live at 4pm. But in relation to YouTube, obviously Smith Rowe's been called up to England. I want to speak about that. So make sure you're there, people. BG, if you have the chance to bring in a player at any position at Arsenal, who would it be? Centre mid. Obviously, generally, I'm, I'm looking at striker. I might, it might be a bit of an unpopular opinion because I know you've got Smith Rowe there, Abamian can pull over there, Saka and Pepe can play there, Martinelli can play there. I would say, as much as a striker, if you could get me a left winger that could score a decent amount, I wouldn't mind that. I think midfield is a necessity. I think we need a couple of number eights personally. I think we need another right back, someone that offers something different to Tomiyasu. Um, if I'm micro, man, micro looking at it a bit, um, I would say um, you need a second choice keeper. You know, Leno's not going to be here forever. And as much as it's great for Ramsdale, I very much doubt Leno wants to accept that. So need to go and find a competent backup keeper that can step up. And if God, if God forbid, if something happens to Ramsdale where he's out for a significant period of time, then there's something. Tomiyasu is a bad boy. That's from a United fan. Appreciate that, Katie Wizzy. Bring in Ralph Ranyit. That could be a shout, but I swear you lot, you had him on offer. Um, Conte offered and man said no to these guys where United are concerned. So maybe something's getting patterned at the end of the season. But I don't know. 
I'd have to assume that the targets, whatever, whoever they're getting, maybe it's a thing where there's Ten Hag and Ten Hag said, listen, I appreciate the cool Man United. I'm on it. You know, Van der Zaar's probably t- said a couple good words. I'm on coming. I'm on joining. But I want to stay for the whole season right now with Ajax. We've got something good. And then I'll come rather than joining mid-season, inheriting a mess and all of these sort of things, man. I think it's one of them. I don't think Oli's there next year. I think unless it gets to a thing where it's another humiliate. I know the performances can be described as humiliating on the Oli, but I think it's a, unless you get slaughtered again with Liverpool and you go through a mad run where you're not winning. Like if 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 Oli had the remember last year Arteta's Arteta's run in November where and I, I always famously said any other manager gets clipped for that. If Oli goes through a thing like that, then he's gone in it. I just think they'll persist with him as long as he's doing this half and half. All Oli needs to do is show a little bit of form. If At the end of the day, I think if Oli gets top four, I don't know if he'll be sacked. I think he should. I think he will. But I don't know if he'll be sacked because they might sit there and go, OK, fair enough, Oli, you fucked it up. But Liverpool are better than you. Chelsea are better than you. City are better than you. Now, obviously, it comes down to the gaffer. You know, we've got a different opinion from a man. What have you said? Don't want Ten Hag to join United because he's from my hometown. Don't want to feel any sort of happiness when United wins. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it, man. And shout out to you for, for riding for your own. Hassan Hutu would sort out United. I think Hassan Hutu's a very good hands-on coach. And in general, he might, he'll do better than Oli. I think United need a coach. You know, the minute they get a proper, proper coach, it's scary for the league. Because that's the only thing. And obviously, the things off the field and all of that jazz. But... That's the only thing holding them back because you look at Klopp, you see Klopp, you see Tuchel, you see Pep, you see Oli Golasosha, and he's called a young G for no reason. Like, why was Oli slapped in with Lampard, who, you know, Lampard and Fingy, you know, Lampard and um, what's, what's his face, Arteta, despite the fact that he'd been coaching for 10 years, but Arteta was still playing when he was managing. Bro, man's been a manager since 08, you know. He's been Man United's academy, so you, so when you see a lack of system and all of and all of these sort of things, there's an issue there. Um, can't handle the dressing room. That could be something. But again, I, again, he's a bit like Oli, and I don't think he's gonna do the disciplinarian thing. I think he'll, you know, he'll stroke everyone's egos positively and things like that. They need someone who's hands on because again, every day that you see Fred and McTominay as the starting pivot, that should be in 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 the sick in the sixth fixture of the Champions League where you're free already, United are gonna be on a joke thing. You know, you can't have them sort of guys. It says everything about United. You can't have the it says everything. Pardon me. Away from all of that though, Nuno's been speaking as well, folks. Apparently, Nuno Espirito Santo, the ex Tottenham head coach, says tenure didn't go to plan. You reckon, mate? You know, you signed a two-year deal in June. You only saw 17 games. Apparently, he's already looking for a next challenge. So, Nuno's trying to get back into management quickly. He describes his Tottenham tenure as didn't go to plan and describes football as the most ruthless sport it is, especially when you're making problems. Apparently, he said, wow, the last few weeks have been hectic, to say the least. This is football, the most ruthless sport in the game. Only a couple of weeks back, I was crowned manager of the month and fast forward to the present. And it's been some days since my dismissal at Tottenham. This is life. I move on now looking for my next challenge. And finally, I want to thank the fans of Spurs. When I joined this great club, I envisioned a, I, I envisioned to bring trophies, but it all didn't go to plan. Man wanted to bring trophies to Spurs. That's all really. We, we You live and learn. Look forward to keeping all of you posted. And thank you once again for your constant support. 
as you know, again, it started off well, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't last for him, people. And apparently, he also went on to say he's itching to return to management, and he's been, he's also been linked with a couple of jobs. You got Villa there, you know, you've got, you've got Villa there, you got Norwich there. I would have, if I'm him, I would have at least tried throw my hat into the the Newcastle ring. I don't know if your stock is too low for someone to take an opportunity on, but you get the point, people. It's a bit brazy for you. Is what it is, man. It is what it is. What else is going on in the world of football as well, folks? What else is going on? Let me go on the athletic. Get some comments in if you've got any. Did you hear Pogba picked up a fire injury um, at training camp for France? Yeah, we spoke about that slightly earlier. So, yeah, man. Apparently, five German players in quarantine after one positive COVID-19 test ahead of the World Cup qualifiers, which obviously Leno is there, so that could have knock-on effects for Arsenal people. Um, and there's four keepers, and this is why Leno probably needs first-team football, because Kevin Trapp's been called up, you know? Kevin Trapp's someone that, when I look at the German papers, there's there's, there's a there's, it's one of them where you're going into a tournament and there's propaganda behind him. And obviously, Leno is the third-choice keeper. You're not playing ahead of Newark or Testegen. And obviously, if Kevin Trapp's playing, then the new manager might say, do you know what? New artist, Dagan, Trapp, you're my guy. So this is why we've probably got to keep one eye and ear open to January with Leno, really and truly. Karim Adinyemi, Florian Wurtz are all in the German team as well to go with Musiala. They've got some ballers there. Lucas Nemec has been called up. Shout out to the ex, to the ex thingy, man. The ex uh, Man City lad as well. That's decent. You're doing your thing. And I'd expect to see, you know, Luca Nets of Gladbach, formerly of Hertha Berlin, when he really ups it sooner rather than later. Once again, shout out to Smith Rowe, who's been called up. We're going to speak about that at 11.30. Obviously, Rashford, Ward Prowse, Shaw and a couple of others have pulled out. So he's been given an opportunity, which hopefully he takes, leaves a lasting impression on, on Southgate, but ultimately enjoys it because that's what it's about, really and truly. Um, yeah. Away from that, apparently... The Premier League has refused a request from cl home clubs to wear away kits on Boxing Day to help raise awareness and vital funds for shelter, the homelessness charity. That's a bit, you know, and the Premier League, you know, that's a bit disgusting, don't you think, in it? You know, they'll slaughter you, for, slaughter people for the Super League, but won't do this for the charity. What's all of this? Premier League has refused clubs permission to wear their away kits at home matches on Boxing Day in a bid to raise funds and awareness for a homeless charity. Um, Shelter, who campaigned to end homelessness and bad housing, have approached many of the nine top flight Premier League clubs hosting games on Boxing Day to let them know their plans. A number of the groups supportive of the idea contacted the league to request a green light for the kit swap, but sources have disclosed that they were left stunned when they were told that the permission would not be forthcoming. It's understood that at least one has now gone back to query what appears to be an incredibly mean-spirited move. Bruv, horrible, especially when it comes to the Premier League, especially when it comes to the riches of the Premier League, especially when it comes to the festive time of the year. But these lot will tell you they care about the game, right, when they see local Super League things happening. And this tells you everything. It's an elitist sport now. It's a game where us fans, you know, they, they leverage our love. But it's a it's an elitist sport. They've got no sympathy because they've got no morals, you know, because they don't have to walk past homeless people in the street and feel the real cold. These lot got chinchilla jackets and that. And they're all in the Bahamas and Barbados for half the year, living, living in their ivory towers and whatnot, people. You know, absolute twats. Absolute twats, the Premier League. Absolute twats. You know, all while raising prices and shit and doing all of that, man. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's a mood, that's a mood spoiler. <laughs> Apparently, two minutes ago, Paul Pogba is set to be out for eight to ten weeks, people. So that takes him into January, don't it? So, yeah, it seems quite serious where Paul Pogba is concerned, people. 
Apparently, Arsenal's new advisory board, who advises on women's football within Arsenal and football and women's football more generally, is made up of twelve men. So, psh, what does that tell you about diversity? It's a bit like when Arsenal announced their, you know, when Arsenal announced their uh, their new board thing. You don't see much diversity. You know, Arsenal have a lot of diversity on the field, like a lot of clubs. But when you start going up the levels, you go from being workers where the players are to coaches and coaching staff. It don't reflect North London, and I'm not getting at anybody. I'm just saying this: this is football for for Wallet. For what it is, people. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Rio Ferdinand's finally being honest about about Oli Gullasolsha's credentials. Once again, you know, apparently contract talks with... Well, sorry. Once again, you know, Rashford, Ward Prowse, Mount and Luke Shaw have not reported for England duty. Um... Away, away from, away from that. Though apparently, contract talks with coaches Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna remain active despite the uncertainty surrounding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's future. Lampard once again is holding talks with Norwich. Um, apparently, uh, Michael Malumo, formerly of Chelsea, has emerged as the leading candidate for Newcastle's director of football. You know that's going to be interesting because they do need a director of football. Daniel Sturridge apparently. Um, Daniel Sturridge is apparently looking for a barber in Australia, which, again, if you've got one of those, go help a brother out. I know how it feels. I need a barber as well, to be to be brutally honest with you. Um, what's all of that? Pogba out for, 10, for eight for ten weeks. Lampard. Norwich Talks. Premier League. Refuse to grant clubs Boxing Day request. Fucking can't stay off of that. That's that. Bish bash bosh and all them things there. I need it, but I need a trim, but that's what it is. But Rio's just, Rio just says anything that's the clouting thing, man. He's just capping, man. Newcastle and Watford are interested in Phil Jones. I mean, Newcastle, I don't think that's what you're going to... Going to whatever... Apparently Pogba is shit, according to my fans' based base. So I guess we won't miss him, boy. United have been done since since we gave Oli the first contract, boy. Probably. How are Arsenal above us? We're winning games and keeping clean sheets. Something that Champions League Rafael Varane and Jaden Lowski Sancho have been unable to do for that Old Trafford club. <laughs> Too easy, man. I had to. 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 Win your games, man. But it's only November, man. We can't start banter aside. It's only it's only November. A lot of things can change. And you know, as a United fan, you lot messed around last season for a large periods and you got you got yourselves together, found yourself second. That's the there's no space really within the table. You know, United were talking about winning a title challenge. They've 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 they've, they've spunked it. Money spent. We spent 150 million. You lot were here to tell us about Jaden Sancho, you know. How good Varane's going to be. Cristiano, who's Cristiano. You know, these are significantly more outlays when you look at the wage structures and, and, the, and the associated costs and the quality of the player. So I don't know if money's the difference or... Yeah, man. United fans are going through with what we did at the end of Wenger's tenure. Yes, the manager has lost their touch and Oli is clueless. But fan base, fan base is solely attacking one side when players need a looking at also. It's true, it's true. But life continues, man. Like, Oli will be gone one day. Like, I don't know when. Well, it don't appear anytime soon. But, yeah, he will be gone one day. Should we have a browse at some transfer news?
where is that thing about Tyrone Mings as well? Mings is out. He's saying he wants to be prime minister. I want to read that. Which I've always said, I think that's why he gets called up for England now. I think he's on the... Not that Rashford don't deserve it or Sterling, but I just think he's one of them now. We, you know, them and they, you got to bring them in it. Like, they're bigger than football now, sort of thing. They lead the nation. But on current form, you should. And maybe some Aston Villa fans might be saying Tyrone Mings needs to go focus on that. He said, I might try to be Prime Minister. I don't think we're going to see an Obama thing here, Tyrone Mings. I would love you to do it. I love the way Tyrone Mings speaks about sports and things. But I don't think it could be done. I think the UK are very, you know, we're a smaller country than, than America. So we deal with diversity a lot better. On the face of it, England does a very good job of silently hiding their racism, silently hiding their biases, silently hiding their histories of colonialism and, and literally going over the going over countries, raping women, you know, stealing lands to the point where you actually look, you see a lot of it now. You go and look at zoos, you go and look at museums, you go and look at a lot, a, a lot of things, really. You know, so I'm not too sure we'll ever see an Obama thing here, my guy, where we'll see a black or an ethnic minority. In fact, let me, well, you might do, but specifically to my home, we, I don't think we'll see a black president or prime minister, my guy, but I like to see it happen. You know, I think they will do everything. They'll kill you before you get there. You know, they, they, they're very smart at this thing, the UK. They know how to do this thing. It's very silent in the background, but I respect it. I appreciate that Tyrone Mings. He said, I am fairly open because retirement isn't something that worries me. And again, I think it don't it shouldn't worry you. It shouldn't worry Vardy. It shouldn't um, worry Antonio or Craig Dawson because you lot have all been non-league footballers prior before. So you know how the breadline gets people. Um, he said, yeah, he said that. I don't feel like I have to be shoehorned into a coaching role because it is all I know. It definitely excites me thinking about what could come up post-football, but I'm definitely not there yet. He went on to say, people... Um, a lot of people don't want us to go into politics too deeply. Um, I get that people want football to be escapism and keep politics and sport removed from each other, but it will never be the case. It won't because they mirror, mirror each other. And I think it's a privilege for some people that say stick to football or just focus on football because certain people can't afford to. And people that look like Tyrone Minks can't afford to do that. You know, everything is political. Everything is due to colour. Everything. You know, and that doesn't mean there's racism all the time, but every damn thing is geared towards that. There's no escaping it. So when you sit here and you hear people say things that I don't see colour, you're taking a piss because that means you don't see what enriches Tyrone Mings. That means you don't see the experiences he's went through. Same old, same old. So when you just think about that for a sec. But um, and it's always stick to football. I mean, if Rashford stick to, stick to football, a lot of people probably still telling Rashford to stick to football. Their kids probably wouldn't have wouldn't have eaten really, really, truly, you know. It's not happening, man. You know, we won't get a proper... Uh, you, you, yes, we will, well, we'll get one of them funny boys. You're right. But anyways, there were difficult conversations before the tournament about not taking the lead, attitudes towards the players or a lack of support. That stuff maybe gives us more drive, but it certainly brought the England players together. Facts. But we can't, we can't expect other people to talk, talk up the things. In the last two years, we've had difficult conversations with people having to decide where they stand. The white guys are exposed to different forms of discrimination, but not racism itself. These guys are able to see the hurt that it causes on their teammates through, and they want to stand up and put their heads above the um, parpet as a white ally. That's a real positive, and it goes long. It goes a long way to create a team spirit and bond between the teams. People think the bar is set low for footballers, but there's a lot of well-spoken, intelligent footballers. You can't judge knowledge just on how you speak. Of course not, you know. That's something that's jarring people. He also went on to say, look at Marcus Rashford with what he's doing. He doesn't always come across as the most articulate, but when you ask what he's involved in, 
then he's very knowledgeable on the subject. He isn't just putting his name to it. He knows what he's talking about. As footballers, it's about being authentic and getting that true reflection on who that person is. I'm really pleased football has given me a platform to do other things. Um, moving away from that, as I said, he had to deal with working non-league and all of these sort of things, people. Um, I'm not going to keep waffling on about that, but he spoke about non... He's, he's come up in non-league. He spoke about, obviously, you know them sort of things there but it's 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 the prime minister thing that makes the most sense mings wants to be pm of ollie but ollie and ollie got it stuck on him for talking that bullshit as well and that's where ollie needs to read the room as well you shouldn't have said that you should not have said focus on football you know i'm not being funny but even if you if you are a footballer what's more important realistically it might not be more important to you because your kids are eating you know but what's more, what's 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 more, what's more important? Kids eat, kids being allowed to have a fucking bit of breakfast before they go off to school for how many hours, or kicking a ball around. Very few things are more important than football. That's one of them. Ollie's privileged enough to be able to say that. It did come across wrong, but you shut your mouth, man. You know, like Rashford, this, you, and, and, he, and he questioned Rashford's professionalism. This is a man that you know. I think personally, he's going to have a lot of health problems when he's older because you know, naively, anytime he's injured, he's back well before schedule. He's always put his body on the line for Manchester United and England. Whether he's played well or not is another this is 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 another complete debate. But you can't sit here and say a man that is not dedicated to football. And like, as he knows, you know, he can't forget who he is. You know, he's been on the breadline where his mum's working bare jobs, can't really afford to get guys nice things. He's from Moss side and he's a black man. No matter how much football elevates you into a status in life, and I think a lot of people forget it, you're going to be reminded of who you are, you know. Like, you, no matter how much you can get into the waviest parts of society, they are going to remind you who you are, what you look like, and what exactly you are. Certain people, away from, if we move the conversation away from evident racism and people who don't want to hear it, and we start talking about our own, you get, quite frankly, coons. There's people that, it's crabs in a barrel. As long as I'm at the top of the castle, I don't care, or I got out of it, I don't care. And there's a lot of people that go through life. I see it with a lot of a lot of um, celebrities and things. They go through this stage where you know they act like they're real not that they act not that, that, that it means anything but they act like they're real they're down for the cause you know forget buying designers let's support this and that and then they get and then they go through it and then they're back to their same old bs they, that always what happens always what happens and we're not going to get anywhere really and truly man you know and i just find it, it's a privilege to be able to tell people to stick to football because you can't you can't you cannot and stick to football for what you know, because the minute Rashford missed a penalty, I'm not saying constructive criticism, you're effing this, that and the third. You know, Saka and Sancho, the same. Every time people say they can't see colour, until it's time to abuse, man, man, know exactly you effing black bastard, this, that and the third. Man, know exactly what to call you then, didn't it? But man will say, I'm not racist. It's just, you, you're black and you're a hunt. So you're a black hunt. This is the nonsense that people come with, bro. This is the this is the nonsense. And for me, it's that some people have just learned to not say anything and just deal with it. And that's something for me, I found hard to deal with when it came to racism. It's almost like black people have this, and you have to you have this sort of it is what it is sort of thing. Like man, I've like you know every black person listening, especially those of you in the UK, you've all your mothers, fathers, uncles, aunties, they've all told you you need to work twice as hard. You know, and you should work twice as hard in life. But why are these things are given? Just because of the colour of your skin, you have to work twice as hard. You racism is a part of it. The way the police chat to you, because I find it, I find it real funny in the UK how a lot of us have been saying, you know, police do man dirty, they do a lot of things. People used to say a lot of bullshit. When the, funny, now you're seeing that some you know, RP that lady, but you're seeing some policemen are, are a bit rogue and doing nonsense. Now people want to have that conversation, really and truly. 
I look at the um, Joint Enterprise Act. Only when it happened to certain other people, they wanted to review that. You know, the motorbike, motorped thing. You know, when Fed can Fed crash on, crash a man off peds. No one wanted to hear that. The minute it happened to someone else, man started listening to this thing. It don't make sense. Football is deeper. Even with me on YouTube and Twitch, I'm pretty sure when I upload this, every now and again, I get this, oh, I like you, Delude. I like your convo, but you talk about racism, brother. I can't get away from it. As much as I love football, but I can't get away from it. Colour of my skin is something, and it's nothing to talk about being a victim. This is a reality. This is a reality people go through, you know. Some people just don't like you for the colour of your skin. They see that as a problem, you know. And it's not about... If man want to educate people, you not go and do your education thing. I'm not with educating no one. Unless it's youths that are like, what, zero to three or whatever, where you can chat to them. I'm not with it. I'm not with educating man because it assumes that people are not educated. Yeah, there's ignorant, there's ignorant man that are just mad ignorant and just carry on stupid. But then there's that cynical racism, that calculated racism. You know, if we assume people that are not that are racist are not educated, why do we have the issues in the police establishment? You know, I wish I had a black girl here to speak, but even black black men and women's health in the UK, how you know them them same things, how we don't feel pain and and stuff are still prevalent. You look at you know even when black women are giving birth. That's medical. That's police system. You know, you look at banking, you look at when you're trying to get mortgages and all of these sort of things there. That's an issue. You know, these are all issues. These are assuming people are not educated people. This is very dangerous, you know, to assume people are not educated. You know, there's all different things. There's there's racism. There's conscious bias. There's negative bias. There's we could be on this subject all day, people. And then there's the point where it make man start hating their Rome. It's crazy, man. The deluded, the fact that Oli got away with that shows the racism in football. And what I hate, people are being praised for calling out racism now. Like I see Piers Morgan being praised for it, despite the fact that he was sure Sterling wasn't. Neville the same. It's like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, man have been saying the man have been saying this for time. Why is it now? Like, why and one one thing I hate about racism, and people don't read between the lines, a lot of brands have realized, and a lot of people, a lot of people don't like doing the right things. They just want to be seen and heard saying and doing the right things, especially on social media. And people have and people have done that. As a especially as a young black footballer or a young minority footballer, you don't get second chances. You know, when other people do things, they're a bad boys, just it, we, they got a bit of edge about them, or they just had a bad stage. When, when someone else does that, that's that's there with you for the rest of your life. That's there for the rest of your life. You know, Sunis had more energy for Paul Pogba dancing at a wedding. And I'm not saying Sunis is racist, but he had more. And this is unconscious bias. He had more energy for Pogba dancing at a wedding. I know dancing at a celebration than he ever had for Harry Maguire moving mad in Greece. The very fact that nobody has questioned Harry Maguire's mentality or, or his professionalism or if he's a violent person. I'm not saying he is or should be condemned. It speaks of the bias. You get given other chances. You don't get that same luxury, man. Man said, come live in the Caribbean where discrimination doesn't exist. That's a lie. As much as I love the Caribbean, my guy, what are they going to tell me? English, boy, and all them thing there. And we all know the currency, the exchange rate is another thing that keeps people in power. Um, you're just going to see me as some English lad. That's where we're kind of in a, in, in a mad sort of thingy. And then obviously you've got people living in power, man. It's crazy, bro. Bro, Greenwood still, obviously, I know I know he he, he says I spoke to Greenwood's family, but you get it. Like He's still, cool. he still keep being killed for that. It's crazy, man. They did a thing, but still, it's the language, you know. If if I go and if I'm a footballer and I do the Maguire thing, I'm hundred percent getting called and labelled a fuck. That's the thing. I'm not saying Maguire should be labelled a fuck, but that's not cross no one's mind. No one will call him a fuck. 
this, that, and the third. If someone else does that, even a little man like Saka, if Saka, you see how they, and that's another thing I hate as well. It's almost like there's nothing wrong with how Saka acts, but you see how Saka's a good youth. Like you can tell he's a good youth, nothing wrong with it. He's a cool guy. They all, or Kante, they always see that as, you know, it's almost like you don't know a man. It's like he's a good little nigno, be like him. You, you know, you're not one of them ones. This is the problem, you know, the tokenism and things like that. It's crazy. Bro, there's no, bro, they can say no to racism. That ain't stopping shit, man. You know, that ain't nothing, man. Bro, hairstyles, tattoos. For me, I feel sorry for Pogba because it's deep. Like, again, if Pogba was drinking and, and moving mad, then listen, whether you're white or black, if you're doing mad things, you might have to talk about you doing mad things. But it's like Pogba is dancing. Like, fair enough, talk about his football. But the man's dancing and you're killing him for dancing. Like, literally for dancing at a wedding, you know. He's not doing nothing else but that. I don't know what it is. It's not nice. It's nasty, realistically, man. No, it's just mad agendas, man. Mad agendas, mad agendas. You know, and it's the way they speak as well. And then nine times out of ten, even in society, he was the first, you know. Not saying that other people weren't, but footballers in general, footballers, away from colour for a sec, footballers were killed when 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 everything was going on. Who were some of the first celebs to start? Not that, you know, you should be praised for being a good person, but COVID, people are, you know, Christmas presents for youths because it's difficult. Getting food and it's always footballers on the front and nine times out of ten, it's the black youths as well. It's Reese James, it's Rashford, it's, it's, it's Sterling, it's these guys that come from the hood or come from the struggle. With respect, I don't know about Reese James's thing, but I know about Sterling's thingy. So it, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't. I really don't, man. And I always think, you know, it's never going to change because, again, black people don't own football clubs. So, again, maybe it would change if that was a thing. You know, that's why there's slaps on wrists and nothing's changed because other people, if they had, if it was and they had direct experiences of discrimination it would be and then obviously you've got the ivory tower in that you've got black folks the want the couple of black folks that are in positions bro they're in the castle now they don't give a fuck because they've got out of it you know as much as it's about talking about oppression you've got to talk about these fucking coons in society as well you know there's this and not everybody needs to be standing up and chatting and carrying on and you know because not everyone can articulate themselves and stuff like i'd rather just have a caller doing the speaking thing if it makes sense but you get the point FM today, 4pm, man, 4pm. Bro, footballers have to be brave enough, you know, but it's different. Like I said, America, you can kind of carry on with how you want to carry on. That's why it's not here. That's why you can get a black prime minister and you can kind of, you know, you can build your own communities. You just don't have enough that, like, a lot of my... Obviously, I know there's there's black folk everywhere in it. Like there's Bristol, Liverpool, Leeds, Manchester, Birmingham, everywhere. But when you look at England in a in a whole, my my and London, of course, my um my thingy is um now nah, that's silliness. Don't do that, man. You know, uh, my um my things are shaped towards London, in it. But when you come out of London and you look at the demographics, bro, black and minority folks make make up fuck all in relation to this country. I don't know. America's bigger in it, and I don't I don't think America have the most black folk out like out of all the races. But there's more in it. We can't do much here, and we don't own nothing as well. Like so, it's a myth. Like it's all a myth. This is why for me, we're still gonna be out here. Kumbaya, my lord, Premier League. Like get some real some real stipulations of things. It's a myth. Like, it's got to a point, probably one of, you know, they're going to come harder. They're going to rain down harder on that footballer that punches someone due to racism than anything else. It's a myth, man. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth, man.
Exactly. They said Pogba disrespects Man United, but nothing was said about, about Kane downing tools. Exactly. Exactly. But that's that's racism. But what is that as well? The unconscious bias to assume that. And I'm not saying Kane was sinister or Pogba was a nice guy. They could have been both doing fuckery. But to, to assume, yo, Kane is nice. And then obviously when you go back centuries and you look at things, people, you know, we didn't call ourselves black, but let's just look at that. When you think of black away from skin color, what do you think of? When it's, when it's a wedding, it's white. When it's black, it's a funeral. When it's, you know, negative and cheap things are associated to that name black. Word association is designed to fuck your mind up. Black Friday, it's a black it's a, it's, it's a black day where, where football's concerned. It's a dark day where football are concerned. You know, all of these things, people got to learn to listen to the language and things like that. It's crazy, man. Football don't footballers. It would be great if footballers could be themselves, anyways. Like when you actually hear J the way James Madison spoke uh, a couple months ago was very refreshing. How he you just get to see a bit of personality, but these these footballers will be killed for that, man. Black diamonds are the most expensive. They should be, but again, you know, apart from that, there's many examples, bro. I went to Sunderland with my brethren one time. Never again. Some hills have eyes, -ish, bro. <laughs> Bro, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I went to Thingy, you know. You can't judge a book by its cover because there's a lot of nice people. I went to fucking Cornwall, St. Ives. Brilliant, man. People were nice and that. For me, I thought it was going to be brazy. I was thinking, I can't go around them sides, yeah. That's that's mad thing. But, yeah, man, people are nice. You can't judge a book by its cover. There's nice people out there. But the thing is, this racism thing, and then it, it, it's got beyond the point where, like, you can speak racism for me. If you like, and this goes out to people that are not black as well, like, and, and anyone else, if you want to have a talk about racism, yeah, put your feelings and your ego to the store because I do think a lot of talk about racism is more about say in this country is about saving white people's feelings than it is talking about what actually black and minority folk are going through. And what I mean by that is, you know, people like, you know, if I, I and I've had this with my white brethren as well, and they understand this thing as well. But if we all sat in a room, right, and I start talking about discrimination and things, my white brethren, for example, might think I'm getting at him directly. No, you know, just listen. It's like if women sit in a room, you know, when women say they're scared of men and men move mad and you can't say no because, you know, in the last year, I've seen so, so much news of how men are moving mad and doing mad things to women. But if we were sitting in a room with women, I, we can't sit here or I can't sit here and say, no, nah, but I'm not like that. Not all men are like that, bro. I'm talking about my feelings. I know I'm not like that. They know I'm not like that. But to chat this thing, you have to be able to. And I think in this country, it's too much. That's why you see man like John Barnes always build out, car. he's not talking up the real things. You know, he makes it to make people feel comfortable. And he starts saying bullshit. And one thing I hate, and actually Henry Winter did it, if you type in his name and my name, you know, we're talking about racism. I think I asked him a question on Twitter. And then he he said to me, ask John Barnes, what, what, why am I asking John Barnes? That's the thing. You get to this thing where he's black and he's saying something that my bias is agreeing with. You're saying something else. So he can't be wrong. This is the problem. This is the problem. Exactly live from Planet X. But these things are not going to change, man. Bro, the, it's the language. It's the terminology. It's the unconscious things as well. Like, I would say the easiest thing when it comes to whether a white person's being discriminated against, a black person's being discriminated against, Asian or whatever, the easiest thing is the blatant racism. You effing black this, you effing black the other. It's the unconscious biases. It's the things that are that set up in your mind. You know, when you see black people in London, bro, and I, I try, I, I, I'm guilty of it as well. I was, not that I'm a bad boy or anything, but, you know, you might be walking past a man 
you're watching each other. Like he's watching, I don't do it, but you're watching me, I'm watching you, for example. We're watching each other. It's almost like we're trying to get it cracking, but man, don't know you from nowhere. You don't know, man. Like, bro, you know, it's happened before. We could start rocking with each other. We go to a family function next. These times we're cousins and that. Now it's mad awkward. You get it? It's a bit mad. Bro, Barnes, you know, again, Barnes is a madman. Like, Anytime I see John Barnes's name with something, I know I know I'm gonna be pissed off. It's it's one of them ones there, man. I'm just gonna be pissed off, man. Really and truly, like it's it's. I don't know how we got here, but we got here in it, people. But that's 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 that in it, like it's 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 one of them, man. It's 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 one of them, broski. London's like that in general, now, man. When I'm walking past white youths and other youths, they're not watching, man. I can't lie to you. Like, when I was walking past Turkish, Albanian youths and Irish youths and English youths, they're not pre, man. And if they are, it's not serious like that, you know. Obviously, Eng London has negative vibes in it. Like in general, London, you know, if you're on the train and you're bleeding to death, obviously people help you. But generally, bare people are gonna mind their own business. You know, it it's very scary. It's, it's 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 very scary in that regards, but. Nah, man. Like, I know everybody does it, but it's you get the watching face thing. And my point is, man are designed to they hate each other, bro. Like, there's a, why do you want to fight, man? You don't know, man. Like, it's even me. Why am I trying to crash you off? I don't even know you, like, sort of thing. So I try to give a smile in it as moist as that sounds. I'm like, mm, I can't smile, but I try to smile in it or just try not to watch anything. Come man are designed to... It's been going on since the beginning of time. Man, I design, you know, the racist thing is one thing. And then they designed to, you lot break down your home and tear up your home and things like that. Like, I always think as well, if I open up another, if I open a shop and I, we're going left and right with this, but if I open a shop and I'm speaking like, let's, let, I am black, so I can say this and I know black people would support the thing, but someone, when it, when a black man opens something and I'm speaking black to black now, it's or a black woman, it's always like someone's trying to find do something dodgy about it. Oh, it's a bump. He's done this. He's done that. And you don't hold other people to that standard. Or it's all you're always trying to find something with it, really and truly. And this is the things at play that have been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries and have transpired to where we find ourselves now. Let's forget. Let's let's. I don't want to say racism, but racism is still very young you know you go and look back for me anyways my parents parents came to this country in it so you look back at them times and you look at what enoch powell said you look at how the conservatives were saying about no irish no blacks no this you look at some of the houses no blacks no dogs no no no, no irish no dogs no niggers all of these sort of things these are the these are these are the problems in it racism isn't that far you know and even today's day and age you're seeing things like the other day what was it put a nigger in a wood pile or some phrase like that i see some barren issues every day and someone's saying sorry and they say oh no they're old man it's because they're old fuck that man kick the old wheel kick the if you want to be racist kick the old lady or old, old man's wheelchair or, or, um I'll kick them out the wheelchair or kick the walking stick man how you mean like, i bet you quickly patting up now and your leg broken and that but anyways like it's a mad it's a madness you know it's never gonna end it's never gonna end and then the whole term black is another thing as well Carl. what is that you know there's many different continents and there's many different tribes and, and many different things within nations. It can't ever happen. Like it, it, we're going left, right and centre with these people. So, yeah, man, it is what it is, man. We need kindness in this world, but you also need to fight fire with fire. What, what you shouldn't do is if man are trying to come to you and can't cause you anything, do the kumbaya thing. You need to meet in life fire with fire. Me, personally, I'm more... I'll, you know, it changed a bit, and you know, many, and and why do you think white people always say things like always, always? You, I'm talking the educational systems, another thing as well. Um, why do you think they always use Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream," but they never ever talk about when he says, "I fear I've led my people into a burning house." They never speak about that. Like by nature, I like my Martin Luther King's thing, but I'm more on the Malcolm X thing. Is 
fire with fire. Anyone who's going to be nice, we be nice. You know, if someone's nice to you, be nice back. Someone's trying to, like, I couldn't do all of that, getting beaten up and just staying still. But I'm going to have to fight back because I think that's another thing that's weaponized against against black people as well. It's like to claim you look through history, any sort of oppression, any sort of oppression. When has it ever been? When has anything ever been achieved by just asking? Or just, just, just kumbaya, you know, please let me. It's liberty is only seized by taking it. And it's like black people have been twanged to think that you can't do these things. You shouldn't stand up for yourself. You shouldn't rise up. You shouldn't, you know, you should accept these things and everything else. But we're going left, right and and, and centre with this, man. We started with football. Let's stay with football. Um, love for everybody that's tuned in. Obviously, straight after this, more or less, people. I'm going live at 11.30. Would love to have you all there, man. Um uh, and all of these things. Look at, look at, look at even, bro, racism on Twitter and these things, bro. If I call you a something, I'm not getting blocked. But the minute I post up some highlights of a football game, that algorithm is, oh, rah, the TV rights, boom, boom, boom. You said YouTube as well. If I put up a Sky Sports clip, you know, YouTube is designed to hear that, you know, somehow I'll get an email saying, oh, it's been demonetized, this, that, and the third or removed. But if somebody's saying ever, oh, it's an opinion. It's crazy, man. The banter thing, pardon me. The banter is banter, in it? But, well, it's not going to be banter to everyone. Like, your foolishness with one you that you know might be different elsewhere. So, if man, smack you up. It's that simple. But we're going left and right, man. We're going left and right, man. Bro, it's not going to end. It's not going to end, bro. It's ingrained in this system. It's not going to end until you rise up. What I would want for it to change, it ain't going to change, bro. It's not going to change with our hands in our heads. It's not going to change, bro. Don't... Listen, they'll cancel me if I if if boy it's a violence thing, innit? Anyone who you meet fire with fire, innit? You meet fire with fire. Anyone discriminating, make you know, raise hell, blood. Come on now. A lot of people use the Bible and stuff as an example, but there's many examples throughout the Bible where God has showed significant harsh treatment on man. You gotta rain on your enemies, you know. Anyone being racist, anyone oppressing, oppressing anyone in society deserves to be crushed, completely crushed, because you shouldn't. It shouldn't matter if you're white, black, woman, whatever, man, whatever. It should be how you fucking treat people. What is your integrity like? What are you like as a human? And then celebrate everybody's differences and stuff. It would be boring if we're the same. We're not the same. I'm white. I'm, <laughs> I said I'm white. I'm black. I'm definitely not white. They're white. You could be from Mexico, why? You could be America, you could be from Nigeria, from Jamaica, whatever. Let's celebrate everybody's diversity and come together and realize that we're not all the same. We're, we're not all the same, but that's what makes us so amazing. You know, that's what makes life the same. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. But away from all of that, though, man, it's been a fantastic stream on Twitch. I'll be back again at um, 4 p.m. where it's football manager stuff. One love to everyone who saw me win the FA Cup. Yeah, man, it's one of them ones, man. We've been going left and right and centre. I need to go prepare the next live stream. So, yeah, I'll catch you lot in a piece, man. Peace.